You're tuned in to season five of the Britney Smith podcast. This show is dedicated to the ladies who are pushing purpose, destiny, and dreams while wearing multiple hats. It's for the bosses, mamas, sisters, and friends who find themselves in the need of a place to just breathe. We're going to talk about all things business, family life, faith, and everything in between. I am Brittany N. Smith, your favorite branding bestie. Brand design and brand strategy are my jam. And in this season, it's just me and you. We're focusing on developing the woman behind the brand. Uh, I'm so glad you're here. Get your Brittany Smith podcast notebook and come on, let's get into it. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Brittany Smith Podcast. I am your host, Brittany N. Smith, and I am so excited that you are here with me today. Hey, girl, hey, how are you? Um, If you're new to this space, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for coming and spending time with me while you're driving, while you're cooking, while you're at work, while you're doing all the things. I understand, and I'm so, 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 so glad to be in your space today while you're in my space today. So this is season five, which is a solo season for me here on the Brittany Smith Podcast. If you've been listening for any length of time, you know that we've done interviews for seasons one one through four. And now here in season five, it is just me and you. Because what I realized is sometimes we need somebody just to talk right here, right to where we are, face-to-face, one-on-one or ear-to-ear, ear-to-voice rather. Um, and so I just want to focus on you on this in this season. So let's get into it. Today's topic is a, oh my gosh, yes, girl, we need to talk about it kind of topic. Because if you're listening, it's because you are that girl in your spaces. You are the friend that does all the things. You're the strong friend. You're the mom. You're the wife. You are the leader in your organization. You are the one who speaks up in the meetings. You're the kid in the group that does all the work, right? Like you're the planner, you're the organizer, and you are tired, okay? You are tired. And so um, I want to talk about something that makes us uncomfortable. If you're like me, if you're like the woman that I just described, I want to talk about what makes us uncomfortable. And that is prioritizing ourselves, we, for some reason, have an issue prioritizing ourselves. One of the things that we forget is oftentimes we can't pour what we don't have, right? And so if you are depleted, if you are empty, if you are on edge, if you are at your wit's end, then all of the things that you do, all the spaces that you show up, all the places that people expect you to be the amazing you that you are, all of those things suffer when we don't take care of ourselves, right? And so I was talking to a business bestie sister friend um, and she said something that that made this podcast episode um, topic an idea for me. She said, yeah, because you know, if it doesn't get put on my calendar, it doesn't get done. And I said, huh. You are right about that. If that's you, I just want you to say, yes, girl. I know I can't hear you, but if that's you, if that's how you operate, if it's not on my calendar, then it ain't happening. I want you to consider that as we have this conversation. First of all, you need to put yourself on your calendar. If you're saying that if you're not calendaring it, it's not happening, then your self-care has to 
happen. It has to get put on the calendar. So for example, for me, Mondays are my days off from everything. My days off from ministry, my days off from working in the business. It's my day to rest. It's my day to eat some good food. It's my day to take a walk in the sunshine. It's my day to do a puzzle. It's my day to do something that feeds me and fills me up. It's my day to meet with a good friend um, that we can catch up and the conversation is fulfilling to me. It is my day to chill all the way out to come all the way down, to disconnect from the things that, you know, the stressors in my life, they're good stressors, but it allows me to disconnect from those things so that I can breathe a minute. And if you don't have that in your life, you need to get it in your life. You need to identify a time every single week, if not every single day, even if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it is, you need to put yourself on your calendar, like put it in your Google calendar me time, B time, if your name starts with a B, like whatever you want to call it. And then you have to take it a step further and let the people in your life, in your life know that this is what this is. So my church people have gotten to the point where they know Mondays don't reach out to Elder Brittany because she's on her day off. She's on her sabbatical. She's on her Sabbath, right? Um, you know, the, the people in my business, I now have an autoresponder that when you email me, it says, hey, we're so glad you emailed us. Just know if you emailed us on a Monday, we're not gonna get back to you until the next business day or whatever. That lets my clients know not to expect me to show up on a Monday. Um, and so I want you to identify what that looks like in your life. If you work a nine to five, maybe it's a part of your lunch break. Maybe it is your lunch break because here's what we do, y'all. Here's what we do. We will use our lunch break to try to accomplish tasks like personal tasks. Like, oh, let me call the doctor. Let me do my food shopping list on Instacart. Let me, you know, figure some things out when your lunch break should really be a lunch break. Like, how about we start there? How about we start there? Using your lunch break to eat your lunch and take a break, period. That's a challenge for somebody. That's a challenge for somebody. I just challenge you. I just threw the gauntlet down, okay, sis? It's time for you to prioritize yourself, even if it means you have to put it in your Google Calendar that from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. every single day, I am unavailable. Because here's what we know. The people that need you, Oh, how can I say this? The people that really need you, um, they will wait until you're available to access you or to ask you what they need to ask you or to pick your brain or whatever it is they need from you. They'll wait until you're available because they need you. The people who are used to using you because you've always made yourself available, when the need is not so much that it's only something you can do, but more so, I just know you're going to be the one who's going to make yourself available to do it. Um, they'll find somebody else. They will find somebody else. They will be okay. The issue, the emergency, sometimes, a lot of times it's not really an emergency, um, but whatever it is that you have that's pressing that you feel like you cannot take a break because it has to get done, it will be there later. It will, the room that needs to get cleaned, it'll still be there after your break. The laundry that needs to get done will still be there faithfully after you have taken a break and rested. Um, the food that needs to get cooked will be there. The client emails that need to be responded to 
they'll be there. Um, you know, the hair appointment that needs to be made, you can make it later. Okay. Like all the things that you feel are vying for your time and attention will be there if it's necessary for you to do after you have taken a break. So I want to give you five things here. I want to give you five things to consider as you prioritize yourself, because like I said, I'm talking directly to the people who wear multiple hats, who are serving in lots and lots of different capacities. And we are prioritizing everything else and everyone else above ourselves. All right. So I want to start out with first embracing the power of self-care, okay? We've heard the term self-care, and for many of us, when we think of self-care, we think of going to the spa, and that's it. Maybe taking a bubble bath, and that's it. And self-care is so much more and so much deeper than those things because those things may not do it for you. You know, maybe you don't like people feeling on feeling all over your body for a massage, or maybe you don't like people, you know, poking and prodding your face, or maybe, you know, you don't like hot bubble baths. Maybe you're a shower kind of girl. Like, so self-care really is doing things that preserve you mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially. Okay. Saving money is self-care. And I'm now, 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 see, I'm tapping into the Holy Ghost now because that, for me, I've never looked at it that way. But if saving my money creates a sense of security and peace for me, that's something, one less thing that I have to worry and be anxious about, that is self-care, right? If, If going for a run is soothing to my soul and it's where I can clear my mind, that is self-care. Maybe, you know, you don't need to eat the brownie sundae every day, but if eating the brownie sundae brings you a piece of joy, you know, after you've done all of your runs for the week, (laughs) then it's self-care. I'm going to stick by that. Okay. I am. I'm not a health and wellness expert. I'm not a therapist. However, I just know that brownie Sundays make me happy. And so do I have them every day? No, but I have them every once in a while and it makes me happy. That's self-care. Okay. Doing a puzzle, right? Cause, cause the other thing is people are like, oh, you need to, you need to rest. You need to sit still somewhere as a creative, as an entrepreneur, as a naturally just active person. Sometimes sitting and looking at the wall is not going to feel like self-care for me. I'm going to be bored out of my mind, right? And so I choose activities that will challenge my brain in a way, in a creative way, but not feel like work. So for me, it's doing a puzzle. For me, it's doing an adult coloring book. For me, it's watching watching mindless television on Netflix. Again, not things that I do um, for hours and hours each day, but... When I choose my me time for the week, those might be some of the things that I choose to do. Finding a recipe on Pinterest and cooking something new that I've never done before. Creative and satisfying because I get to eat the treat. You see what I'm saying? So I want you to embrace the power of self-care. Identifying legit devotional time each day. That is spiritual self-care. I know that I know that I know that when I spend time with God before the rest of my day is happening, um, it just, he just 
makes it all right. When I spend time with God before I get into my day, he grounds me in a way that I'm now able to handle and manage any curveballs that come my way. So that is self-care because the people in your life that you serve benefit from the you, the version of you that has been cared for by you. And nobody's going to care for you more or better than you care for yourself once you once you once you shift your mindset, right? Because again, we don't even put ourselves in a place of priority. But that's going to change after this episode. I need you to be thinking about what self-care looks like in your life. You have to maintain your physical, you have to maintain your mental, you have to maintain your spiritual. Okay. So I want you to identify one self-care as far as things that you can do to take care of yourself, but also self-care as boundary setting. I was a part of an amazing conference this past weekend, the Hey Girl Conference. Um, and I was a part of a panel of high uh, about high functioning depression um, in women. And so one of the things that my co-panelist said, and I love this so much, she said, hair and nails. Like getting your hair done, getting your mani and petty, that's not necessarily self-care. That's maintenance. Like that's something that you should do just anyway. Like that should be a part of your schedule. Like that should be just, you know, along the lines of grocery shopping. Like it just has to happen. That's not self-care. The other thing is I'm not relaxed when I'm getting my hair done necessarily. I'm not relaxed when I'm getting my hands and feet done. Um, It's just not a relaxing situation for me. Like, I mean, I'm present and everything, but, you know, people are, you know, pulling my hair and like, you know, scrubbing my feet. I'm ticklish. Like it's just not not a relaxing situation for me. So you have to know yourself to thine own self be true. What does self-care look like for you mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually? Emotional self-care is you setting up time to meet with a friend just to chop it up and hang out. Because again, if you are a mama, an entrepreneur, a wife, a ministry leader, a corporate executive, if you are wearing all of these hats, you don't make time to meet with friends. You don't. You don't even have to tell me. You don't. We don't. And so emotional self-care is connecting with a sister friend where you are able to let your hair all the way down. Y'all can drink some some mimosas and, and sit and look into the sunset or go get coffee or go get ice cream or you notice all my things involve food and beverage, right? But I'm just saying, someone who knows you, someone that you can um, vent to, someone that you can laugh with, um, you want to be able to stimulate your mind outside of the spheres of you serving others. That's important. So that's a part of your self-care. So in your Britney Smith notebook, Britney Smith podcast notebook, I want you to, to identify what self-care looks like for you physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, financially. Um, that's what I want you to do. The next thing, number two, is I want you to cultivate a strong support system. Again, we don't do this well because we are the strong support system. But how many of you know we need somebody? You need somebody or somebodies that are going to hold you up. Um, Life is hard. We as women, we carry so much. You carry so much. Who do you run to? Who do you run to when life is just so heavy and you need a shoulder to cry on? Who do you run to to bounce ideas off of when you have to make a a big decision in your life? 
Who do you get feedback from? Who do you get, who do you get um, wise counsel from? Do you have people who are on the same level as you, pursuing the same things as you, like-minded individuals to connect with on a regular basis? Who are your people? Who are your people? I want you to cultivate a strong support system, people that understand you and know where you are and can meet you where you are because we all need somebody to lean on. (laughs) All right, so that's number two, create a strong support system. Number three is delegate and outsource. Ciao. So this one... This one has been a challenge for me because I am a recovering control freak. I just like things done a certain way. I am a creative. And so if, if it's something to do with creativity, um, I kind of get a vision and just want to run with it. But I've gotten to the place in my life now where I need to give some of those lower level things to other people and not, not lower level as if it's menial or um, something that I am above necessarily, but I've gotten to the place in my life where I need to focus on doing the things that only I can do and delegating and outsourcing the things that someone else can do. Someone else who's skilled at administration, someone else who's skilled at managing the podcast, right? Like I don't do my own editing. I don't do um, my own graphics anymore. It's, I have a, a virtual assistant who's amazing and she has the capacity to do those things now so that I can be freed up as the visionary of this particular business that I can do what only I can do. I can record the podcast episodes. I can come up with the content. And even she's helping me with that. So I want you to think about what you can delegate and outsource in your life. Maybe it is, you know, as far as cooking for your family, maybe you are just so busy and you don't have time. First of all, you don't love cooking. And then second of all, you don't have time to do the food shopping and do the menu curation and all the things you can outsource that and get a meal prep service. Maybe it's cleaning your house. You can outsource that Outsource that, and have a cleaning service come to your house once or twice a month. And, and in the year 2023, these things are not so much reserved for the rich and famous anymore. Like there are affordable meal services, home cleaning services that are available to us to help alleviate some of the load of life. Uh, because now, back in the day, mothers, more mothers were were at home, just taking care of the home, not just, but taking care of the home, taking care of their families. They didn't have to work. Now, mamas be working, okay? And and, and raising kids is a full-time job and keeping a home is a full-time job and running a business is a full-time job and working a nine-to-five is a full-time job. And like, we have all these different responsibilities. And so now more than ever, it's imperative that we create Um, capacity by delegating and outsourcing things in our lives. So again, I want you to look at the different areas of your life where you wear a hat, like you have real responsibility. And then I want you to think about which parts of that responsibility can be delegated to someone else. You need a team around you. And that's what the next episode is going to be about. It's about creating and curating your life team. And I'm going to talk about the different areas um, that you can, you can, Bring people in to help with your life, okay? We need a team, all right? 
That's number three, delegate and outsource. Um, Number four, prioritize your relationship with God. And this really should have been number one, um, but it's a number nonetheless. It is important. It It is paramount that you prioritize your relationship with God because in your communing with God, he's gonna show you what to do and how to do it. He's gonna show you who should be a part of your life team. He's going to show you what you can delegate and what you can outsource. He's going to show you what you need to take off your plate altogether. He's going to show you what people in your life are drainers and suckers and stressors that you need to kind of uh, uh, create boundaries against or around, between, I guess. Um, He's going to show you what, what things fill your cup. Maybe you don't know because I, I find that, you know, I'll say, hey, girl, what do you like to do? What do you enjoy doing for yourself? And they are like, well, I haven't even really thought about it, honestly. And I'm like, girl, all right, let's let's fix that. First of all, we don't think about ourselves. Right. And so spending time with God allows us to, again, be grounded and for him to show us who we are. And show us what he wants for us. You know, maybe he wants you to take a walk today instead of riding the bike. Maybe he wants you to meet with this friend versus that friend because there's something that both of you need from your exchange. Maybe he wants you to vacation to this place instead of that place. Maybe he wants you to work on this project instead of that project. We ought to... um, I don't even want to say invite God into our lives every day, but acknowledge him in our lives every day because inviting makes it sound like you, you bring him in and then you, you say, all right, God, see you next time. Like, I don't want that. I want God to dwell in my life. I want him to just be just, you know, he's just there all the time. Like I look up now and be like, oh yeah, God. So by the way, like we never hang up the phone. Like that's how, how God should be in our lives. We need to prioritize that relationship and that space with him because he wants it. He wants to be with us in that way, but we compartmentalize our lives and we say, okay, now this time is for God. And I got to go to this time over here and leave God over there and I'll be back. No, prioritize God, prioritize your your relationship with him, discuss ways to incorporate prayer. Um, You know, and even this is where accountability and that support system comes in. Because if you have like-minded individuals in your space, they too ought to be praying. They too ought to be reading the word. They too ought to be interested in talking about spiritual things. So you have a space to be held accountable in how you're spending time with God. Your friends, they should be able to tell when you are gleaning and sitting at his feet the way that you should. Um, And I'm telling you, we just experience life differently when we spend time in his presence and then go into the day. And I am still working on this. I'm not saying this from a place of be like me and be perfect. No, I'm not. I, (laughs) I am not perfect. However, I am aware of my need for the Lord in my life. I am aware of my need for his presence, my need for his guidance, my need for his wisdom. I am very much aware that I need him every single day. All right. So that's number four. And then number five, oof, let go of perfectionism and embrace grace. I just took a deep breath just in case you didn't hear me well. Let go of perfectionism and embrace grace. Now, 
Do you want to operate in a level of excellence at all times? Absolutely. But your best today, even if it's 40% of your norm, if all you have today to give is 40%, give the 40% and it's good enough, period. Your best is good enough. So I want you to give yourself grace. I want you to give others grace. But as we get back to talking about prioritizing yourself, grace also looks like understanding that you can't do it all. Grace also looks like not beating yourself up because you couldn't be in eight places at one time. Grace looks like producing the thing and it not being 100% perfect and being okay that it was produced and it's done because done is better than perfect. That's what grace looks like. Grace is understanding that the people that you are so worried about impressing are just as imperfect, if not more imperfect than you. The people that are judging your project, your podcast episode, your YouTube video, your social media posts, your email marketing, the way you parent, the way you cook, the way you dress, the people that are judging you don't even matter. They don't even matter. You set the bar for yourself and you measure how good you are. Matter of fact, let me retract that. God has the measuring stick for how good you are. And you're already good in his eyes. You're already perfect in his eyes. You're already valuable in his eyes. You're already worthy. You're already validated. You're already, already in his eyes. And so I want you to let go of the perfectionism. Nothing is perfect, but God, nothing is perfect. Only God is perfect. And embrace grace. Give yourself grace. As we go into the summer, honey, I know you meant to have a summer body and all of that. Give yourself grace and enjoy the beach anyhow. Okay. Like I know that you wanted to have so much money saved by this point in the year. Give yourself grace. I know that you wanted to get back to working out eight days a week. Give yourself grace. I know that you were supposed to drink 20 bottles of water yesterday and you only drank a half of one. Give yourself grace. It is okay to have goals. It is okay to give yourself benchmarks. It is okay to strive for certain things, but not to the point of overwhelm and stress. Don't put that on yourself. Don't put that on yourself. You have to prioritize you. So I I say all of that to say, prioritize you, put yourself on your calendar. That is your homework assignment. One of your homework assignments is to put yourself on your calendar. Identify a time and space each week, if not each day, that is your time. Okay. It's your time. It don't have to be a whole day. Maybe you don't, you can't see a whole day that you're able to take off or devote to yourself an hour a day, a half a day each week, whatever it is, put things in place, put people in place so that you can prioritize you. The last thing I'll leave you with is this. I did this um, sometime last year. I don't even remember what prompted me to do this, but I created a Britney's care list. And what that looks like is 
I made a list of all the things that I like, all the things that I love. I realized that I once was that girl that was like, I don't know what I like. I don't know what I like to do. I don't know. I don't know. And my husband says, what do you want to eat? I don't know. I don't know what I like. Well, I took the time to think about what I like. I like Pepsi, cherry Pepsi to be exact, when I drink soda. I like the maple butter pecan blondie from Applebee's is what I like. I like the brownie obsession if we're going to Fridays, <laughs> right? I like red velvet cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory. Notice I'm naming all desserts. I have a sweet tooth, y'all pray for me. Um, I like the four count chicken strip meal from Chick-fil-A. I like my husband's cheeseburger sliders that he makes. I like his lemon pepper chicken. I like Snickers bars. I like fresh flowers, peonies. I love peonies. Um, I love the smell of lavender. I love the smell of lemongrass. I love nature. I love being by the water. I love taking naps. I love fuzzy wuzzy things like fuzzy socks, fuzzy robes, fuzzy blankets. I like um, journals. Oh, I am a journal like crazy person. I was going to say whore, but I don't want to use that word. Um, I love, love, love a beautiful journal. I love candles. So I made this list um, so that, and I sent it, y'all, listen to this. I sent it to my support system. I sent it to my closest friends. I sent it to my husband so that when they want to get me gifts or they want to, you know, just they're thinking about me and, and are trying to figure out what would be the perfect gift. Now they have a list that I curated so they know how to take care of me. I also have a list that I curated. So I know, to, no, I know how to take care of me, right? Um, I have, you know, a wish list, ex- an expensive things wish list. And then I have like, you know, things you can just buy me just because you're thinking about me at Walmart. Um, you need to know yourself in that way. You need to know yourself in that way. What makes you happy? Sis? I need you to identify and find out. If you don't know, I want you to find out what makes you happy so that you can have more of that in your life. All right. So listen, I am so glad that you are here. I want you to stay tuned for a couple of things that are coming down the pike. Um, I am launching something, you guys, called Life Brand Academy. I am so, so, so hyped. Life Brand Academy is a mentoring and coaching program. It's an eight-week program for women, um, Christian women entrepreneurs who are looking to build and develop their brand. And the idea is that your brand is your life. So maybe you don't have a business yet. Maybe you don't have a book yet. Maybe you don't, you don't, you're not pursuing the thing yet, but you know you want to pursue a thing. I want to make sure that you, one, can solidify that idea. So you're going to get my creative genius on that side, but also so that we are building the woman behind the brand. So we're going to be dealing with the woman, the woman side of you um, and the entrepreneur side of you, Life Brand Academy, an eight-week program. If you are interested, I just want you to send me an email um, at BrittanySmithPodcast at gmail.com. Send me an email saying, I want Life Brand Academy. That's it. That's all you got to say. Um, and I will be putting together the wait list is going to release in a couple of weeks so that we can get it started. I am so excited to work with you. And our time together in Life Brand Academy is going to be just like this. Um, and eventually, y'all, let me just cast some vision. Eventually, Life Brand Academy is going to end with a retreat 
where we're going to be able to go and be pampered and hang out and relax and build um, a solid, solid sisterhood uh, because we need it. We need it. We need it. You need it. Okay. So I'm excited. Make sure you check out the website. You can get your Britney Smith podcast notebook, Britney Smith podcast journal, Okay, so that you could take all these notes in your Britney Smith podcast journal. Um, you can visit my website, BritneySmithCreative.com slash shop. The link will be in the show notes as well. I look forward to hanging out with you guys. In the next episode, we are going to talk about building your life team, building your life team. I'm going to talk about what that looks like and why you need it. All right. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you guys. And I will see you in the next episode of the Britney Smith podcast. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to leave a comment and then share this episode with another girlfriend who needs to hear today's show. I want to know what your takeaways were and what topics you want to hear about next. Shoot me an email at BritneySmithPodcast at gmail.com. Want to hang out with me every day? Head on over to Facebook and like my page, Brittany and Smith, and follow me on Instagram at Brittany and Smith. Don't forget to check out those show notes for all of today's important links. And we'll see you next time on the Brittany Smith Podcast.